0: Overthink With Us, Episode 3, Pieces of Us.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome back to Overthink With Us. As you probably already know, this podcast is a part of the Interact Club of Scales IU Day event. Our main performance will be held on the 11th of June, so make sure you check that out. All the information is available on our Instagram at interact underscore TISKL. I'm your host, Arnita, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sophia. And we're also joined by two very special
0: guests, Frida and Arena. Hi, I'm Frida. I'm the IU director.
2: And hi, I'm Arina, the president of our school's interact
0: They've joined us today
1: because as this is our final episode before the big performance, we wanted to take you behind the scenes and kind of give you our inspirations for why we chose the theme and what we tried to convey through our play. As you might remember, a few weeks back, we posted on our Instagram story, a few polls about questions and assumptions about our IUD. Those questions will be answered at the end of this podcast episode. So stick around if you wanna know the answers. In our event. We'll start by asking some questions to our beautiful, amazing IU director. So Frida, our theme this year for International Understanding Day is obviously beauty standards. What drove you to pick that topic?
0: I think I really chose beauty standards because based on people around us and what I've seen and what I've experienced, I've seen people getting body shamed all over social media and people trying to conform each other and one another to a same standard. And that really got me thinking like, what are we trying to achieve with these standards? And why can't we just be more accepting of each other? So that kind of sparked me. I wanted people to try to spread more awareness on this and also aim for body positivity.
1: Now, what about you? As the president and also as the head of music, you had some say in the theme as well. Why did you pick beauty standards?
2: Um, well, for me, like what Frida said, beauty standards is like really ingrained in our society and it's always been there. But I feel like more, more so like because we have social media and it's so easy to see, like so easy to feel all sorts of things when you like scroll through Instagram and then you see all of these like perfect people and I think now especially because we're also in lockdown and we have more time to ourselves so we feel even more like exposed to all of our insecurities and I also think like it's a topic that's really relatable to all of us like even though we may not be mentally unhealthy like we might all like some of us have definitely felt like, I think all of us have definitely felt like we're not good enough in some way or another. So this is definitely like an important topic that I think needs more, you know, everyone should know that everyone else is going through the same thing. You know?
1: Yeah, personally, I really like this theme because like you said, I think it affects all of us one way or the other. Maybe not to the same degree, but like especially in a school and around like in secondary school, where everyone's a teenager and everyone's like transitioning into this new per- period of their lives, it definitely affects everyone a lot. And I wanted to make like the students in our school and everyone else who comes to see it feel comfortable and know that they're not kind alone, of. kind of. What about you, Sophia? Why do you think beauty standards is a good theme for this year?
3: I mean, like what Irina said, especially during like the lockdown, you know, all of us transitioned like predominantly to like a digital world you know we did everything digitally and thus we were exposed to more social media and personally even I felt an an impact and I feel like beauty standards and like the impacts of it aren't really talked about a lot of people just think you're dramatic if you just are insecure with yourself I feel like from my personal experience anyways so I'm quite happy that our school is you know bringing light to something that's often pushed away
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think this is definitely one of those topics that isn't talked about enough, but should be because it affects like every single person around us, right? So I'm really glad that that's what we've chosen for this year. Frida, what would you say were your aims like that you tried to achieve through the event, planning this event? This is definitely one of the biggest events that our school has every year. So what were you trying to portray in the play?
0: This is going to sound really cliche and cheesy but the main objective i had in mind was to spread body positivity and attempt to make everyone feel valued because i feel like nowadays people are very indifferent and careless with their words they will always throw around and say like, oh bro you're so fat or, oh bro you're so skinny you need to eat more and they don't really know the effect those words can have on that person especially if because mental health is not visible right you can only be you can be physically healthy but mentally really unhealthy so I was like trying to portray that beauty isn't so much of an important tool in your life. It's something that people will have a once glance over, but it's really your character that matters. Initially, the whole idea of this music, dancing, acting was way more complicated than this <laughs> version here. So what you're actually seeing is a very, very shortened down and concise plan of what I had initially thought mm-hmm. of.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. definitely you've had to face a lot of hardships in terms of planning this event, because usually the International Understanding Day is- event is one of the biggest events of our school year, and it's usually a big play with a live audience, but you've had to adapt that to meet our new norm with COVID-19 restrictions, and now this massive lockdown where we can't even go to school. So what would how would you think you've adapted to this, and how did you come up with all these creative segments, like having the podcast, use? making use of different different technologies like Instagram reels and all that.
0: Well, I was actually I delegated a lot of my tasks. So I split up the performance into different segments because we had acting, dancing and singing. So I split those three into three parts. I also had a creative department to work on the posters for the podcast. The podcast idea was mainly actually by Anita your host as you can see right now. She's actually the one who came up to me with this idea and I was like, "Oh yeah, we should definitely do it." And then editing and everything was pretty easy to delegate out to the creative department. I actually gave Sophia, the one in charge of the main poster. So Sophia, would you like to elaborate a little <laughs> bit on how you got inspiration for the idea? Um, You know, fun fact, actually, the, the logo for this podcast
3: was initially the main poster. Uh, like when Frida first approached me to do the main poster, she had this whole like draft, which is the logo of this podcast. And, you know, I was... Quite like I, I really liked the concept, and while I was doing it, it all went really smoothly until like the like finishing touches, like adding the title and all like the small details, like the event name, like the title and the venue and all of that. Like all all of us here were just like, there's something missing in that poster. Like it looks good, but there's something missing, right? So that's when I decided to make a backup plan, and um. I started brainstorming for a new poster idea. And one of the main ways I did that was just by reading the the play, like the script that Arnita had prepared and looking at the title and the subquote and like what type of feelings that brought to me, you know, like kind of what we do in English literature, like we kind of analyze in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And from there, I just started writing down what type of things, what type of feelings these things evoked to me and it eventually bloomed into a concept. So I started, And yeah, from those words, I started relating to this a lot and I started thinking about my own experience and when I'm down and when I, um, am insecure with myself, I sort of compare myself to other people and want to have those features on my face to look quote unquote prettier. And, you know, from there, uh, I sort of had an epiphany of sorts because um, I scroll th- I scroll down through Pinterest a lot for like creative inspiration, and I I remembered that I've seen like collages that you know would kind of disassemble people's faces and sort of make a new face, and yeah. I felt that that really fit the theme of our uh, the theme of our event because you know beauty standards we want to look like other people and stuff and. Yeah. And luckily, when I proposed this to Frida and, you know, Arina and Arnita, our president and vice president, they all really liked it. So that's how this poster yeah.
1: came to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Sophia said, the title and the subquote is something that inspired her. The title of our Ayu is Pieces of Us, much like the title of this episode. And the subquote is Looking Beyond the Mirror. Now, Frida, what drove you to make a Pieces of Us? And like, what was the inspiration behind the title and the sub-quote? Because personally, I really love the subcode.
0: Well, guys, I will tell you honestly, I had no... There is no, like, tragic backstory as to how I came up <laughs> with the Pieces of Us title. It just sprung to me randomly. As we were brainstorming on a good enough title, I was thinking, beauty standards, it affects everybody, right? But each one of us, it affects us so differently. And then in the end, we're all changing. So in the end, it's kind of like broken pieces of glass were always pieces of us because eventually when the beauty standards becomes too tough, we'll break down into pieces of what we used to be. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking from my own experience as well because I'm pretty sure everybody has been affected by beauty standards. So beauty standards is like this gigantic hammer that's just hammering at us until we basically break down. So that kind of inspired me, pieces of us. So that's how the title actually sprung to life. As for the subcode, it was actually done by the acting department, actually, because they were brainstorming about, they came out with a number of subcodes. And then in the end, this one won because one of the, I'll give you guys a sneak peek, one of the preview scenes was actually about a mirror. We're going to be having um, our main characters looking at a mirror and then just reflecting on themselves. So that's actually something called looking beyond the mirror.
1: Yeah, in terms of the subcode, I think when the scriptwriters were coming up with, um, like ideas for the stuff We tried to relate it back to the script, but sadly looking beyond the mirror no longer has that kind of relation to the script because it had to be changed due to the MCO. And we had to change a lot of our original concepts to fit the new online recording and everything. So, but I still think the idea behind looking beyond the mirror and looking beyond yourself and like just your reflection and looking inward is still something that's very relevant. The idea itself is very good. And yeah, I think it's so very beautiful. But sadly, it won't have that connection to the script anymore. Yeah. And now, as I just said, we had to change a lot of stuff because Malaysia has recently gone back into a full lockdown. Now, our original IU proposal did have a contingency plan, but that was just in case we couldn't have a live audience. None of us really could have predicted that we'll go back into a full lockdown and we can't even go back to school. So Rita, how did you like adapt our live show to this um, online virtual recording situation?
0: Well, to adapt, firstly, first, I knew I wanted a performance because that was a given. Because previously I had kind of predicted that IU would be delayed because looking at it, originally the date was supposed to be 21st May, but looking at it, a lot of our actors and casting crew were getting suspected COVID cases or they couldn't come to school because of the rising cases. And I knew deep down that we basically had to do something about it. So I started to prepare contingency plans. And once we actually went into online school and actually a lockdown, I knew I had to act fast. So I decided to inform the dancers first because dancing has to have partners and their choreography was not easy at all and it was always aimed for a live performance. So this kind of threw a bombshell in their plans. But through a meeting we had on Google Meet, we decided that the dancers would each dance out their individual parts and then, we w- then the editors of our creative team would compile it together into one really nice video. And so far, it's worked really well for us. So I'm pretty sure the dancers have adapted very, very well. And I like to give out my praise and thanks to them because they've really done a lot of hard work. The acting part was also simple, but we, of course, I had to rewrite the script. So for that, I thank Arnita and Ian for doing it because it was a really tough job to do with such a limited lack of time. And for music, we have Arena in charge of music. And we basically, we actually have two original songs that we composed. One is an instrumental and one of them is actually titled Pieces of Us, which is, fun fact, the one that you heard in the beginning. That one is the instrumental version, and the song itself will be played with lyrics on the performance diapso, so make sure you register for that. Music was a pretty tough task as well because a lot of our um, musicians didn't have instruments at home, so they had to improvise a lot, which you will also see how they improvise, but all in all, it was a really efficient way that we adapted. I really liked it. Give up my thanks to all the leaders of the segments because we adapted pretty well. We adapted really well compared to the time we've been given. Yeah. So it wasn't just me, it was a whole committee. Okay. Effort. Now, as Frida said, oh, um, a lot of the segments were
1: divided and every segment had a leader. Now, Sophia, you are the head for our creative team. And our <laughs> creative team had a lot of projects to oversee and take care of. And we we did have the idea of having a physical board in school for our like initial IU plan. How did you guys adapt those projects into an online platform? Um,
3: well, okay. Even though I am like the head of creative, Frida definitely helps out a lot because um, <laughs> you know because she does want her vision to be properly executed. So she came up with all the drafts of. The said projects, and it's sad to say that we had to scrap out all the you know physical elements of our decoration. Like we had a whole cardboard fist in order to fist to show like female empowerment in like the shackles of like societal beauty standards, right? And you know all of that had to had to be scrapped. And um, yeah, we had to start from scratch all over again and most of the creative department had to do their creative parts on the youtube you know by making the headers and then making a few of the posters for promotions
1: (laughs) yeah i think our their tasks were definitely changed right to something completely different from what they were doing initially now you're a very artistic person sophia so what would you say was your artistic vision behind what the projects you were in charge of, which is the main poster like we talked about, and also the IU ticket?
3: Um, it's kind of like what I said before, you know, I looked at the title and like the play and the sort of feelings that, that those portrayed, I wanted the poster and everything that like, involves with it, with it to reflect the same tone. So it's kind of like cohesive and not so disjointed. Um, but once I made, once I came up with a concept, it was quite easy to apply to other things like the ticket, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like Sophia said, I, that she was inspired by the script, which is really amazing. Thank you. Um, I was in charge of script writing and I had an amazing group of script writers, shout out to Ian, Yishuan, Asmita, Asha, and Niaz, they really worked really hard, we were on a very, very short deadline, and amazingly we, we did manage to write the whole script, with the help of Frida and Erina as well, I think Erina definitely played an instrumental part in writing the script as well, even if she was not officially part of the script writing team. So what our aim was with the script was we wanted to provide a dual perspective. We didn't just want to have one main character because then we'd have to pick, a, like say the struggles of Beauty Sanders definitely differ from male to female, like we discussed on the first episode oh. of the podcast. So we wanted to kind of show both perspectives and not alienate anyone who was feeling differently in the audience because we wanted our main aim, at least my main aim, was to at least make people feel like they were not alone in their struggles. So I wanted to provide both a male and a female perspective. Now, like we keep saying, a lot of our plans had to be altered due to the lockdown. And when we had to rewrite the script, I think it's definitely been watered down from what it was initially. And I'm not sure if it packs the same punch as it used to, but we've definitely still tried to convey those feelings, like what we've learned from what we had to do basically for the script is analyze where these feelings come tr- comes from where like where the insecurities come from so we can show that through our script so i think one of the main things that we learned from for the male perspective is that when it comes down to it it kind of stems from this toxic environment like toxic masculinity that we as a society have created over the past over the years that we have been here on Earth, we have created this kind of toxic, like pre existing beauty standard for men. And that makes it like so much harder for them to talk about their issues as well as like how they're feeling and like the insecurities that come with it. So for our male characters, I think it's definitely a little bit of satire, a little bit of exaggeration to kind of em- put emphasis on the fact that these are the kind of behaviors that like can lead to someone having such an insecurity. And I'm not sure if that was perfectly executed in the script end, but that is kind of where we were coming from in terms of writing the script. For the female perspective, I think a lot of it came from personal experience as well as just looking at the people around us. I think we can see, like, and it's easier for me to talk about the female perspective because obviously I'm a girl and I know what what those emotions are and where they come from. Uh, I think what we realized was a lot of that kind of stems from social media and that that constant what we keep saying on this podcast is that the fact that social media provides us with this infinite kind of world of looking at other people and kind of comparing ourselves and I think that makes us feel bad but also one of the things that I think definitely motivates these kind of and like reinstates these beauty standards are the pressures from people around us like peer pressure societal pressure and pressure like Societal pressure would be how it's easy for like in a lot of cultures for like an adult to come up to a teenager and be like, oh, you're getting too fat or you're getting too skinny. And no one would think twice about it. Like, you know, that's kind of just like, oh, they're older than you and they can say that. But no one kind of thinks about what the person that's getting those comments might feel like. So that's the kind of societal pressure that a lot of our cultures kind of put upon us. And peer pressure is definitely something that's more prevalent when it comes to the male perspective. Because again, some, some of us unconsciously kind of reinstate the toxic masculinity in that kind of environment, even without realizing that we're doing it. So we tried to portray that kind of societal and peer pressure through the script. And one of the differences, I think, like I said just now, was that a male pres- from a male perspective, it's harder to talk about these issues. And I don't think in a script in the script, we did really have an open conversation. For the male character because we were trying to give him an environment where he could talk about his insecurities but we could not figure out where like what kind of environment uh, a teenage boy would feel comfortable sharing these things with or and that's kind of that is kind of an issue that has definitely come to my mind and become more prominent like I see it more often now in the world now that I've had that epiphany that it's so much harder. But for the female character, it was easier because she had a support system. Like she had friends or like a sister that she could go to to talk about these issues and have an honest conversation. I think writing this script has definitely opened my eyes to these issues that, you know, people around us face. And (laughs) and this was our vision when we were writing the script. But I think one of the most amazing parts of like, this writing the script and seeing it come to life is the amazing actors that we we have gotten like shout out to Aaron and Sanjana who are our, who play our main characters they've brought their characters to life so amazingly and so flawlessly and it's truly without them our visions were definitely would definitely not be sh- seen on camera and all credits go to them for how they portray their characters so well and how they understand what the the characters are feeling and what they're going through. Without them, we wouldn't have such an impactful script or acting segment. So, And all the actors, truly. They've dedicated so much time and effort to rehearsals and recording. And they've adapted to this new r- recording schedule and like online schedule so well. So I think these amazing people who have made our visions come Maybe to life. All credits and Irina, okay. you helped us write the script. So... What were your thoughts like through the writing process as like someone who was not in all the meetings and you did not have all our aims and motives. Do you think that we conveyed those emotions properly through the script?
2: So I, I was there for like the initial brainstorming sessions and we were trying to decide like from what perspective we should you know, portray these characters. And there are actually quite a few options. And one of those options for the girl character she was kind of, like, inspired from K- Kat. From the things I hate about you.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh, my God, yes.
3: And I love her. She's so... Oh,
2: yeah. Okay, so... Anyways, we, we actually were struggling on how to, you know, look at these characters. But I think... I honestly think, like, the makeup... Uh, the makeup approach is... I think quite different from what we normally see, especially like now with our friends and I think people around us. Um, I think like for my friend group, not many people, not many people um, wear makeup, but it's definitely like for me in my life, it's like a different approach, but I think you guys did really well. And it's helped me see, you know, what's actually, like the significance of makeup, how makeup, you know, before this, I never really thought much about it, but it actually is something that like, enhances someone's beauty rather than like, shows that they're insecure about it, you know? And for the male perspective, I think that is definitely something that everyone can kind of see and feel with like their, their guy friends and stuff, and and you, def- you guys definitely brought that up really well, especially how, like, the peer pressure thing, they have Brad and Chad, I mean, the two male characters, like, the friends, and just the way that our main character is treated, he's just expected to be, like, someone who's, you know, talking and all that. And, and, and as yeah, as it's so really... How- you managed to... Um, make it online that that was just amazing you know like the acting and i thought it was just really well done and i think it's really cool
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah definitely our actors adapted very quickly like erina said i completely forgot that our the inspiration for our male female lead came from the main character from the rom-com 10 things i hate about you so if you guys like that movie i think you should definitely check out the show and yeah (laughs) Either way, we've worked really hard to try to convey because beauty standards is definitely a sensitive topic, right? There's an extent that we definitely cannot cover as we're not professionals. So we've tried to keep it as surface level as possible. And so it is not hopefully not triggering for anyone. And we've tried to make this as watered down as possible and try to reach surface level issues through our place. So definitely check that out to get a little bit to just understand a little bit more about how it affects people, you know? One of the things that Frida brought up was how dance was definitely one of the hardest segments to adapt to this online environment. And truly, it was because I didn't even know how we would adapt it to an online environment. But Frida and our amazing heads for dancing definitely came up with an amazing solution for that. And the dancers have done it perfectly, I think. But one of our other segments are music. And our music department has come up with two original songs, I believe. So, Ariana, as head of music, how, like, how did you guys come up with those, and how have you adapted to this new norm?
3: Um,
2: yeah, so there are two originals. They're called like what Rita talked about earlier. One is called "Pieces of Us," which is the like the main theme of this podcast, and the second is called "Shadow." and the melody of, both are composed by the same person. Um, his name is Jonathan, our friend. And, but the melody of Pieces of Us is actually composed by Frida, our eye director. So she's like everywhere and she's helping us all out. And it's is just an you know, amazing thing. And so uh, I can talk about the inspiration behind Shadow, but I think Frida, you can like take over for Pieces of Us in a second. Um, right, so shadow is supposed to be like it's based off of shallow like the song by lady gaga and when star is born that movie and and so i was i was just having a conversation with john i um jonathan he wanted to compose something else and i told him like you know i tried to get him started explaining how the script also so this is also inspired by the script like explaining the storyline and everything. And I kind of said that, you know, it should be a have because this is meant for the ending. Like it should be happy, but at the same time, not completely, because even after all of this, um there's no, you know, there's no complete happy ending. Like the beauty centers are still always going to be there and we're always going to be affected. So I tried to tell like explain to him like as a composer right and so he interpreted that like the feeling he got from that being a bit happy a bit sad like kind of a melodramatic ending yeah so he he thought of shadow no he thought of shallow <laughs> and then as a joke i was like why don't we call it shadow because it's like the same <laughs> and he's like okay sure so yeah that was that was shadow and i think after um, he kept all the chords but he actually wrote his own bass line and he changed the melody a little bit so yeah he's like the mastermind behind our original, but also Frida for pieces of us
0: well for pieces of us this is now. actually kind of funny because um i had to um, make up the melody first first off and i was actually Because I'm not a musical person, like, at all. I'm very, very off-key, and I can play the piano, but it's not my specialty. But, basically, I gave this to Jonathan because I basically dragged him into my mess. So I was like, hey, Jonathan, come on, let's just drag each other into each other's messes. So he agreed, thankfully. Very happy for that. And I sent him a version of me singing. But it was a bit off-key. So I had to go on calls with him on Google Meets and Discord just to discuss how we wanted it to sound like. And after much deliberation, we actually came up with this. So that's really good and really... Given the time span we had, I was really proud because we managed to finish this within like two weeks. And it was really good. So the inspiration for the lyrics, I didn't have so much of a specific inspiration. I tried to relate it back to what I feel like everybody else could relate to. And I just kind of linked it like that. Then for the melody and the bass line, I was thinking up of a tune and then I was on just on Spotify a little bit. So I got a bit of inspiration bit of those from those, tunes, from as those well. tunes as well. But mainly, but mainly I, mean, I was basically it was going to sound really cliche. I was in the shower then, I was thinking like, hmm, I was humming to myself a lot of like melodies and tunes. I was like, oh my God, what a visit. And I came out of the shower then, I immediately started writing down <laughs> and pinning it down before I forget because I have a tendency to forget like the melody as instantly as I get it. So then we started to work on that. And from there of completed the entire song that's how it sprung to life if you will yeah
2: and it's really good like so. moment.
0: yeah
2: actually
1: really amazing when you thought of it in the shower yeah, yeah I think mm. we also your hard work so definitely much. pays off like the song is really good and you guys should check out our eye to see this because it's they've worked so hard and it's tr- like completely original and it's truly amazing so Erna, going back to what I initially asked, how do you think you guys adapted to the online environment?
2: Um, okay, yeah. So like what Sophia said, uh, although I'm the leader, Frida is, you know, literally, the, like she's also there with me. And um, okay. so we have like online rehearsals and stuff. And it
0: was definitely not an easy task. And I give props to Arena because we had we did have miscommunications and a little bit of barriers arising, but I can see Arena handled it really, really well. So
2: Yeah. I also wanted to mention that um Rita, it just noise that you're not musical, but she's actually also performing in like the music segment. So she's singing.
1: Yes, I completely forgot. Yeah, stop underselling yourself. Yeah, exactly. Sita's
0: all
1: over the place. Sita is everywhere. She's truly involved in all parts of the IU. And it's amazing how she's handling this. Yeah. And I think we keep talking about how the online, like, this new lockdown has been such a, like, hard thing to adapt to. But one of the things that it has been a blessing for is, I think, the script. We very easily could adapt it to changing from a real-life, like, Being in school physically to being in online school and kind of also include those struggles that we face when we're in like lockdown and we have to do everything online. So I think that was kind of one of the hidden blessings of this lockdown, even though it definitely threw a lot of issues our way in terms of planning an event. But I think I just gave props to the actors, but all props I think should go to our IU director who came up with the contingency plan, I think, overnight for like all the departments and what we could do. And she's been like in charge of everything, overseeing everything so amazingly. Right? So props to Frida.
2: Yeah. All by herself yes. as well. Right. Like, what? Exactly. Like you're sleeping early.
0: I I like to say that I'm just doing what I feel everybody else would do in my shoes.
1: <laughs> and
0: you're oh, doing you're it.
2: Really doing well. it like, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah seeing you work yeah, and like um, all these contingency plans it's, i i cannot imagine myself in your shoes
2: okay i think like arnita and i as like you know the presidents we are so thankful <laughs> to have you as our IU director and i think like this is you know the kind of repeat what you said earlier iu day is a huge thing and you've managed to like just move it online i think something that not, not everyone can do and also, like, generate so much excitement and make it seem like, you know, we're in it's back to normal, I guess. And having yeah. like an online performance and everything, it's just
3: really
2: proud.
1: Yeah. And I truly, like, I think you've taken so much work off our shoulders. It's amazing. Do you want?
0: <laughs> okay. I will have everything said in my thank you speech that's coming on the, 4th, on the 11th of June. So guys, if you want to hear me thank everybody all over yes. again, please register yourselves.
1: Listeners, <laughs> come watch. We've truly put so much effort into this and Frida has worked so hard, tirelessly. And we'd love for you guys to come see the actual show. And now finally, if we can move on to the questions that you guys saw on our story a few weeks ago and finally answer those assumptions. So. The first question is, will we be having a performance this year? 69% of people said yes, and 31% said no. So we will definitely be having a performance this year. If if you couldn't already tell, we are not putting all the efforts to waste. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely be having a performance this year. What is our theme? So the options were cyber safety and beauty standards. And gladly, 81% of people said beauty standards. So I'm glad people are aware of what we're doing. And yeah.
0: For the ones that said cyber safety, guys, have you not been watching our podcast? Or like, an yeah. hour?
1: Yeah. If you watch the podcast, you would know what the theme is. So clearly, 19% of people have been paying attention. <laughs> Will there be any dances? 79% of people said yes, and 21% said no. Well, we're really glad to tell you that, yeah, well, there will definitely be dances.
0: Yeah. But it was definitely a good guess because even if there was a performance, we were not sure if we are going to have dances. So definitely can't blame anybody if we thought we were not going to have a dance. Understand. Yeah. yeah.
1: But we have worked really hard to still give you those amazing dances that you see every year for an IU Day performance. The IU director was prepared for a lockdown. Yes or no?
0: honestly I was half predicting that I knew it was going to be postponed but I didn't know if it was going to be a full lockdown you know but honestly I was just going with the flow at that point I was just like oh if it happens it happens I was honestly just seriously like if it happens it happens and I didn't put too much stress on myself so when it was a lockdown I was kind of like oh it's a lockdown
1: yeah. And I went back to
0: drafting our contingency plans. Of course, it was a blow that we couldn't have a live audience mm-hmm. or even a live performance for that matter, but I couldn't afford to waste time and reflect and cry over spill milk. No, I had to move on. So Yes. Such an amazing I wouldn't, say I, was, I wouldn't say I was 100% prepared, but maybe 50 50. Yeah.
1: From the vice president's perspective, I was very annoyed the fact that we were going into a complete lockdown, but would love to have Frida's attitude towards life and just move on <laughs> so easily. But I think we were definitely prepared with, like, like we definitely had a contingency plan in case we couldn't have a live audience. But we were not ready for, like, what would happen if we couldn't go back to school or not have a live audience. Mm-hmm, that was definitely something.
0: Yeah. During that week, when we had a fir- our first lockdown and first online school, we actually mm-hmm. had rehearsals planned for Friday as well. But because yeah. of suspected COVID cases and everything, we had to cancel all of those. And then, from then on, it was just a lockdown and continuous. Yeah. So. So even if our art director
1: wasn't prepared, she was very smart and she's effective. So she got it together and she got it done. Yeah. Final question oh, can is... I actually add, Yes. I just want to
2: add something about like the lockdown, the whole lockdown thing. I think another thing that really helped us and our, our teacher advisors who actually pushed us to, yeah. you know, push this whole thing online. And we were just uh, Initially we just wanted to keep on postponing IU and but then that's when like Miss uh, Ms. Chang and Mahani, our teacher advisors, they told us that we should just like tackle the problem at hand, which I think looking back at it now, I think it was a good idea, you know.
0: Yeah, because they definitely told us that we should try to move forward with what we have instead of postponing because mm-hmm. we, we're not sure of the situation at hand right now. And because we're year eleven, we would have a lot of mocks and exams coming up so we definitely advised us not to postpone IU until so far away but so definitely they were the ones who inspired us to start moving everything online and as quickly as possible so big props to them for doing that thank you Irina for pointing that out yeah they've been instrumental definitely in our planning process
1: so the final question and the answers to this makes me a little sad the podcast is going to run even after IU true or false 60% 60% of people said true. Well, I regret <laughs> to inform you that this is our final episode for Overthink With Us. Sadly, it will not continue on after IU. But hopefully, you guys, if you want to see more content from us, you can definitely come on the 11th and register for our IU Day because we've worked tirelessly on this event and we would love to see you guys come and watch. But, yeah, but sadly, this is the last of the podcast. So we definitely hope to see you on the 11th of June, which is a Friday, at our online IU Day event.
2: I think the last thing I want to add, like, as President's perspective, is that IU has really brought so many people together, even, you know, all our juniors and people who we've never talked to. We've had to work with all sorts of people. And I think just overall, it's just, like, a really great event. And I think... Um, I really encourage like other schools and stuff to pursue your IU, even though it's online. And because it's just such a good, like, experience, and I think lastly, uh, our, our director has just been the best, so... Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you. definitely don't give up on your IU days for other tech clubs out there. But, and it, though it can be a little bit difficult, it's definitely something worth pursuing. And I'm so thankful to every single person involved in IU and it's truly been an amazing journey to get here. And once again, you can still register um, on our Instagram. There will be a Google form up. So please make sure you come and you watch our show. It'll. We've worked really hard and we really want you guys to come and see it. And um, Thank you for watching and listening to Overthink With Us. Thank you so and much you- for your support for the past three episodes. Yes, and... <laughs> And we're so glad to see that you guys want more episodes. Sadly, this is the end. And we are, we've been so thankful for all the support you've shown us on YouTube and Spotify. And it's truly amazing. So thank you all once again for listening and tuning in. And this has been Overthinkled Us.
0: Bye! 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 <laughs> Bye. Thank you for watching this week's episode of Overthink With Us. As this is our final episode, we hope you've enjoyed coming along with us on our journey discussing beauty standards. Be sure to check our Instagram page interact underscore TISKL for more information on how to register for our performance occurring next Friday.